It's the Everything 80s Podcast with Franco in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Big Paul Castellano's life last night may very well have been a payoff for getting into such trouble with the feds. I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Everything 80s podcast. I am Frank in the morning from 100.9 K-Hits FM, and my partner in podcasting, podcasting, <laughs> podcasting is Sean Morton. Hi, Sean. How have you been? I'm great. I'm fantastic. I yeah. cannot wait for this year to be over. Do you know why, Franco? Because you're going to turn 50? No, not even close. Uh, right. And that was, that, that was a very distant memory for you. Yeah. Um, no, in a few short weeks, you get to see my face two days in a row. Come on. Who loves you? Who else books you two days in a row? Uh, most bookers. But, yeah. you know, it's... You know, that's yeah. usually how it works. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very looking forward to getting back up there. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see. And you're working with Maya Manning for the first time, and she is absolutely bell-to-bell hilarious. I have heard wonderful things, uh, and that was actually my personal request. Yep, I know. You did request that, and I fulfilled it. So uh, what I want to do today, uh, given that it's the year end and we're, we're everything 80s, we're going to pick a year. We picked 1989, and we're going to kind of review 1989. And this, by the way, was by the request of one Jen Rex on my TikTok community, in my community. And you can follow me for the history of music at Franco in the Morning. So 1989, how old were you? Um, the middle of 89, I turned a ripe 13. 13. So, um, you were, and I didn't, I didn't leave my bedroom much. If you understand where I'm going with that. Right. And which, what poster were you spending time with? Samantha Fox. Ah, the Fox that rocks. Oh, yeah. Uh, see for me, it was Linda Ronstadt. And Esther (laughs) Rowley. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, so let's talk about, let's start with like, you were a good student. I'm going to bet. Right. So let's talk about some of the, the historic things that happened in 1989 first, before we get to the fun stuff. I think, I think history was, it was a very big topic in 1989. Yeah. If you think about it, there was a lot of things that happened. Um, I think the two most notable ones were, uh, the Tiananmen square incident and, and the cold war and the cold war. Mm-hmm. Plus also the opening of the Berlin wall. Right. Mr. Happened in 1989. Tear down, this, tear down this wall. Yeah, that's, the second one was better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there was some pretty big, those were, those were big. There was, wasn't the, um, uh, what was it, the, the Exxon Valdez that happened that year, yep. didn't it? Yeah. That happened in March of yep. uh, 1989. Um, and there was also... Uh, Something big politically, too, is when Oliver North was uh, indicted right. in the Iran-Contra affair. Yeah. That was a huge, <laughs> huge thing for the yeah. country. Uh, what was it? I did not. I don't recall if I sold the guns. <laughs> <laughs> I do not recall. Yeah. yeah. And something big for you, uh, the Game Boy came out. I wasn't a Game Boy fan. Really? But you love Nintendo. I played. I, I stopped at Nintendo after that, and then it was about a 15-year lapse until I got a PlayStation 2. Oh, okay. See, I remember distinctly Frankie. My son Frankie is about your age. He's 40. What are you, like 41? Me? I'm 47. All right, 47. So we had a Game Boy. Uh, this was like during Desert Storm, and I was taking him to L.A., and it's just me and him on a trip. He was like six or whatever. Um a little older than that. But he had the Game Boy, and we left the Game Boy by accident in the airport, and, like, security went nuts. They, like, searched us. It was pretty crazy back then. 
Well, that's not that's not a good thing. No, you know, it wasn't the thing good. was the thing was with me once I um, was given some Playboys uh, by my uncle uh-huh. uh, around 12, 13 years old. Uh, video games went out the window. Really? Okay. So who um, was on the Playboy that you enjoyed the most? He gave me the old ones from the eighties. Oh, oh, okay. So I had the Madonna ones. I had the the Ola Ray from the the Thriller video. Like I had the old school ones. Okay. And then when I turned 14, I looked like I was 19, and I could buy my own. <laughs> you looked like you were 19 at 14? I was a big kid. Okay. Yeah, I was big. All right, so let's move on to pop culture. Uh, let's, you, you're a big movie guy. Were you a big movie fan then, too? Or yeah. Like I you mean, are now? I, I mean, aren't you a big movie guy now? I, I, I tend to watch the same things over and over again. I do again. that, too. I say to Kim every time she says, want to watch something, I go, how about Casino? Goodfellas, Godfather. Yeah, I'm I'm really in the same boat with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a there's a lot of things that uh, I just tend to watch, and and the the big thing is there's a lot of movies I have not seen right. that are very big. Like I only saw The Godfather the first time like two years ago. Mm. Yeah, I know. Eighty uh, nine had a lot of great movies though. Um, wow. One yeah. of the on, one of the only sequels that I think actually holds up is Back to the Future Two. What about in Indiana eight. Jones? I never saw the you Indiana never saw Jones the, movies. Uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. No, I never saw right. any of those. Uh, Dead Poet Society, uh, I think, was when Robert Williams really went into the next level of being really, an actor. Really, yeah. But can we rewind a movie? second? Let's go yeah. back to the future again. Do you agree that after Back to the Future 2, that was it? They shouldn't have done the other ones? It should have stopped. Terrible, you know, well, terrible. And, and, yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but they filmed one and two together. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, they filmed one and two together, and then three was filmed separately. So okay. there was always a plan to do two movies. That's, that's why the continuity kind of seems mm. very similar to the first movie. Mm-hmm. And the third one is very disjointed. That's a cool tidbit. Okay, Batman. Yep, Batman was a great movie. Michael yep. Keaton, to me, the only Batman. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with only you Batman. on that. I watched The Dark Knight the other night, and while Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker oh is my, my favorite, probably my favorite performance of any movie ever. Yeah, but ever. Christian Bale was excellent. No, he was not. No, I think he was. I I talk like this the whole time. Oh, come on, please. He's ridiculous. No. Um, uh, Christmas Vacation, which has obviously been on everybody's television for the last, I don't know, five weeks nonstop, Mm -hmm. along with that stupid elf movie and Christmas story. Oh, you don't like elf? Which I don't like elf, and I hate a Christmas story. I I went my entire life without seeing a Christmas story, just so you know, up until Christmas Christmas Eve this year. It was the first time I saw about 15 minutes of it. I turned it off. It was disgusting. Here's a tidbit you probably know being a movie guy, but in Christmas Vacation, you know when Chevy Chase does that rant? The family's standing there lined up, and he's ranting. Each of them had a cue card on them of what what he was going to say. So as he oh, was, wow. if you watch him, he's looking at him. He's going down the line. He's pointing or whatever he's doing. He's ranting. He's reading that off cue cards that were on the people. And that a lot of that was uh, done in The Godfather with Marlon Brando. He couldn't remember his lines. I did not know that. Yeah. I like hearing little things like that. Yeah. I really do. Um, I think 89 was a great. I mean, I'll run off a bunch of movies. We don't okay. have to go into, into into topics, on you know, talk about them. I think Do the Right Thing as a, as a classic that, that still holds up to this day. Uh, Born on the 4th of July. Wow. We had um, one of my favorites, Uncle Buck. Oh, great. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Go downtown. Get yourself a rat and gnaw that thing off your face. Oh, man. And I'm still listening. I have lost a lot of weight, but if anybody ever told me I could play John Candy in a biopic, I will gladly gain 150 pounds back. Easy. Major League, another movie that holds up great. The last good thing to ever come out of Cleveland. Uh, let's <laughs> what about see. LeBron? No, I don't like LeBron at yeah, all. I like him or not. not. Yeah, okay. Not a not a fan. Not okay. a fan. All right. Uh, Roadhouse, 
Roadhouse, a classic movie from 1989. How do you not love it? The girls love the guy. The guys love the fighting, even though it's incredibly poorly faked. Um, so many punches are missed. But uh, oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, and how then, do you? How do the, the women love? You know, shirtless Patrick Swayze. Are you kidding? Well, that's the reason I liked it. Anyway, so, uh, and one of my all-time favorite movies, which is probably one of the worst Honey, movies I of all time. The kids. No, UHF with Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, I like that too. Oh, right, it's so, such a great movie. Uh, let's see what is here. I have a list. A Little Mermaid, Driving Miss Daisy, Parenthood. So, yeah, there was, um, and I agree with you on Dead Post Society. Let's rewind to Christmas movies. What about, yes. these are the ones people don't talk about that I love. Scrooged. I love Scrooged. Great movie. You know? And Four Christmases. Every year, I've got to watch Four Christmases. Uh, no, I've never seen that. I'm not oh, a chick. Huh? No, you don't have to be a chick. You've got Vince Vaughn. Come on. Oh, another one of my people that I, I hate with every ounce oh of my, my, God. Pe- of my you, body. Uh, you're unbelievable. I just hate what I hate, and I love what I love. Why do you say I'm a simple a dude? You're not a chick. I'm a simple you don't dude. Watch it. You, what, you, you're too big of a man. Oh, what do you, you, you go to watch? You gonna watch Love Actually tonight too? No, and, and I'm gonna watch up? Devil Wears Prada. I'm watching. Hey, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, see, oh, well, you're not a chick though, right? Well, not really. <laughs> uh, but no, watch Four Christmases. What, well, then you probably have never seen Fred Claus. No, I have not. That's what Vince Vaughn I hate also. <laughs> I hate Wedding Crashers. I hate all those movies. No, I'm not a fan of him or Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson. Hey, here's a thing called Hold on, Vince Mute Your Phone. Calling. <laughs> here's Jesus the thing. Christ. What? 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 Turn your phone I off, just, you professional. Yeah. Oh, God almighty. Anyway. Where, where were you? You don't like Vince Vaughn. We don't like Vince Vaughn. But, anyway, uh, in Fred Claus, there's a scene uh, where he goes to like uh, Famous Brothers Anonymous, and it's like you know there's a circle, and it's got like um, you know uh, Roger Clinton and um, you know all these famous brothers, you know uh, Alec Baldwin. So they come to him, and he goes, "My brother Santa Claus." <laughs> so I, know. Ugh, I like gross. it. All right, you're gross. Gross. Can we talk about music of 1989? Duran Duran, Paul McCartney, Phil Collins, Prince. Let's go. Oh, my God. Uh, in my opinion, and uh, obviously my opinion doesn't mean anything, but uh, 1989 might possibly be my favorite year of music. It was a very rough year for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you that to this day, I still say 1989 is my absolute number one favorite uh, year total in music. Um, some of the, These are the number one hits. Now, if you listen to these number one hits... You hear them constantly still to this day. Well, I played them when they were hits. I was programming right. Top 40 Radio then, and I work at an 80 station now. So I'm going to. Imagine if I grew up in Connecticut. Imagine if I grew up in Connecticut and I listened to you on the radio when I was in 1989. You know, I actually spent a lot of time in Massachusetts, but I don't think the radio station would have been picked up over there. No, it wouldn't have. But you know what's funny is on TikTok Live this morning, a woman came on and she's like, Are you the Franco from Franco and Jody? Because I did the morning show with one of my former wives. I'll be specific. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll be specific. Number two, we were a morning team. And we really were, I mean, we were pretty big in this area, you know, about as big as a morning team can get in a small market. Uh, and I was, like, so shocked that somebody, you know, said that and didn't say, I didn't know you were still alive. Well, yeah, I mean, she was. she's probably uh, had the tennis balls on her mode of transportation, <laughs> right? It was 89. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that, was a great, that was a great joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, look at some of the number ones. Every Rose Has Its Storm by Poison. My yes. prerogative, Bobby Brown, which I thought was a monster record. Yeah, it was a monster. Cruel. We still play it. 
Straight Up by Paula Abdul, yep. Uh, yep. Eternal Flame by The Bangles. One of my favorite songs ever, which is one of my karaoke staples, by the way. And you're a the singer. Look, the Look by Roxette. Wow, great song. Absolutely. One of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, I'll, I'll Be There For You by you, Bon Jovi. You know how you always accuse me of saying it goes back to the Beatles? Roxette, the duo from Sweden, their uh, goal was to be the Lennon and McCartney of Sweden. They, well, they I had heard five, that. They had five number ones, so they didn't quite make it, but still. They, those, right, those right. Ones, uh, and that was originally, uh, I think it was that one. No, it wasn't. You got the look. Never mind. Must Have Been Love was the song uh, f- that was from Pretty Woman, but it was originally a Christmas song, which they reworked for the movie. A little tidbit for I that. didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, a huge, huge, huge in 1989 was Richard Marks right here waiting. Oh, he's I'm coming actually, with Rick Springfield. You should come I and am, go. Foxwoods. I'm going, I'm going to see him over here, actually. He's playing right. at a, a small theater, which I might be playing at the same theater. Anyway, um, let's see. We got, uh, oh, by the way, great documentary, Millie Vanilli, Blame It on the Rain. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the documentary. I think it was on Peacock or Paramount. It is a brilliant documentary i lived it i i knew for most oh. of the time that they weren't you know from the record company. i think i think everybody no, knew it I some, knew on from, some it, level no but i knew from the record company uh another one of my favorite songs toy soldiers by martika Ugh. what i don't like it it's a great song i don't like it uh you gotta remember i was 13 okay you know so you, uh, you so you put down the playboy long enough to listen to music well, when the girls, when you start realizing that the girls that are in your class have the same things that you're looking at at the girls and the Playboy, eh, you know, kind of changes your opinion and things. Yeah, you know? yeah. uh, I'll be loving you forever by New Kids on the Block, which mm-hmm. I just saw last year. Still to this to this day, the best concert I saw last year. Uh, Buffalo Stance by Nana Cherry, which is a, a monster song back in the day. Just Only a one hit wonder, mm-hmm. one hit wonder, but. Sister of Eagle Eye Cherry, Save Tonight, best and, song uh, in the 90s. And father was a huge jazz influence in the 50s and 60s, Ray Cherry. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if it's Ray. I just said that. but I learned. I, no, learned I think his name was Buster, but I'm not sure. Very underrated song, uh, Rock On by Michael Damien. I hate Michael Damien. I, well, he is a one-hit wonder, too. He's a soap opera star, but it was a great song in my opinion. No, here's why. I had him scheduled to MC a show for us. But he got signed on to do uh, the technical dream coats, Joseph, and, and on Broadway. Oh, okay. So I was oh. arguing. This is back, you know, when I was the old me, which you would not like. You think you don't like me now? So no, I'm I on don't. the phone with his manager, and I'm screaming. And then I realized, like two and a half minutes later, that he had already hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, great. I'll never play another one of his records. <laughs> like, oh, that's and classic. Somebody's like Franco. I think he hung up. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, 89 was the big year for Guns N' Roses. I mean, Welcome to the Jungle oh, was God, still a yeah. hit. Patience yeah. was mm. Patience was the first song I ever slow danced to. I don't want to hear about that. Yeah, it was great. Okay. Um, what else? Eddie Money had a big year. Walk on Water was a big hit that brought him back. Loved Eddie I Money. mean, there's so many. I mean, there were so many just gigantic songs. If you really just go on Billboard Top mm-hmm. 100 and it's look crazy. at 1989, I think it's the best year of the 80s by far. Let me tell you a story about Eddie Money. We had him, he was promoting some song, I forget what it was, and it was the radio station's birthday. So I called the record company, Eddie Money was touring in the area, I said, can he come to the, the Q105, this is where I was working, birthday party, and do a show? And it, Sean, this was like a nightclub on Boston Post Road in Waterford that held maybe 200 people. I mean, Eddie Money doesn't play these venues anymore. Uh, but I was able well, to work, uh, yeah, well, I mean, at the time, at the time, <laughs> stop it. So uh, I'm telling the story like it was 1989. We're reviewing the year. 
I got you. That was funny, though. So um, the kind of pool that we had was they agreed to do it. But back then, they were called track acts. So they would go to the mall or whatever, these acts, and they would sing to it. It was a DAT, the digital audio tape. They were called track acts. So they were like, Eddie Money will do it, but he's not bringing a band, and he's not going to do it if there's not a band. So my music director, Chuck Davis, to this day, it's one of my favorite stories. I go, Chuck, you, you know, you know guys. Can you guys put together a band? And this was like in 10 days. So he's like, yeah, and he gets the guy from the, it's the guy from Ron's guitars, and these like musicians, they rehearse like four Eddie Money songs, and they're gonna be his house band, and Eddie Money comes and performs at this little club in Waterford, Connecticut, unbelievable, and it was, you know, it was just like a great night, and recently, a video of that surfaced, and I have it up on TikTok. It's just an amazing night. It was so much fun. That's like a, a night that I had in L.A. Uh, a bunch of years ago. It was Halloween night. It was the last night. And Marilyn Manson was playing at the Roxy, mm-hmm. which holds 400 people. Right. And I was able to get one ticket like three days before. And I just didn't because it was yeah. two of us. And then I just happened to walk up and I go, hey, can I get two tickets? And the girl goes, yeah, sure. Why not? Wow. And yeah. I went, oh, OK. I walk in and his guitar player, John Five, um, was ill. So Johnny Depp played guitar for him the whole How night. How cool is that? So I was, you know, steps away from Manson and Johnny Depp uh, yeah. for a two-hour set. It was unbelievable. Right. I love but, those little stories like that. But, you know, when you think about it, we're a top 40 station in a small market, 19-whatever it was. Um, and I'm walking around, and I'm looking at it, and I go, do you realize that is Eddie effing money playing at September's? Are you guys realizing what you're seeing right now? Because this doesn't happen. I mean, we had Joni there, too, but I'm a friend of Joan. Um, anyway. So we had some great TV shows in the '80s as well. I think okay. the '80s was uh, was the top of uh, the top of the chain was the TGIF, the TGI Fridays. Do you remember that that whole uh, Friday yeah, nights with gigantic? House and, yeah, yeah, Friday. You had Full House and Family Matters, um, those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Save Saved by the Bell and Degrassi High were huge for kids my age. Yeah, my daughter. Yeah, uh, a couple other shows I really liked was Coach. I thought Coach was a great show, a lot of a very very funny show. Uh, it was also at the very beginning of Seinfeld, which I know is your favorite show yep, yep. of all time, which mm-hmm. I think is pure garbage. Um, oh please, how brilliant! Yeah, not, how brilliant! First episode, first episode of Seinfeld. He talks to George about the button on his shirt. First one, you know that button doesn't make sense. Last episode, oh. they're in the cell talking about the button. Larry David, brilliant. Sorry. Do you uh, are you a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan as and well? Shout out to Stu Bob because he likes it. Uh, Curb is Seinfeld on steroids. Yes, of course. Okay, so I, I found the show. Um, I'm not going to say that I was uh, a little inebriated, but I was uh, I was loving Mother Nature a lot. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, and it's not called being a tree hugger either. No, no, it's called The Husbands of Hollywood. I, I for years I saw this show and I did not. I thought it was a reality show. I'm like, why? Is Kevin Hart doing a reality show? Right. Well, it is a it's a fake reality show that has him, Nelly, Robin Thicke, uh, JB Smoove, and uh, Nick Cannon. And JB Smoove's character is a one thousand percent homage to Larry David. Oh, awesome! He talks Larry David in the in the entire epi- in the entire six episodes in character. I. I truly don't know that I've ever laughed this hard in my entire really? life. And you know, you know me. I am a miserable prick. You are a miserable prick, and I hate and I hate everything, but especially see, when it comes like to Kevin comedy. Hart. I don't like Kevin Hart. This is the funniest thing I think I have ever seen. And it's six episodes, and I'm telling you, I implore you. I know this is an '80s what podcast, but we were. 
Well, it was on BET, but now it's on Netflix. All right. I have Netflix. It is. I'm, what I'm telling you, if you don't laugh at this, you truly have no sense no of soul. comedy. No soul, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I, mean, I have no I'm, sense I'm, of comedy. I booked you to headline two shows. Uh, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> You're as predictable as your age. <laughs> anyway, so what else do we have as far as... Uh, yeah, I, I totally bombed on that one. Listen, they all, they all, <laughs> they all worry, can't be you, winners. I've seen you bomb. Don't worry about it. You have not seen me bomb. Well, I've told you how much I've bombed. I, I've talked you out of... You thought you bombed at the, uh, at the Matt show, but you didn't. Nah, it was just a rough one. No, yeah, was, listen, that was a we digress. Show. We digress. Yeah. Uh, what else should we talk about? Should we talk about sports? Uh, go right ahead, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, okay, well, i got to Google then. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. It has something to do with Larry Bird. The only thing I remember uh, from 89 was that the Pistons beat the Lakers in the, uh, in the what do you call it, in the NBA Finals. I was a huge <laughs> basketball fan. I don't Huge, remember. huge basketball fan. Um Steffi Graf and Boris Becker won at Wimbledon. I remember that because I remember my uncle used to always say Boris Becker with the little Becker. That's the only reason why I remember that. Uh, 49ers won the Super Bowl against the uh, Bengals. Niners, dude. Yeah, the Niners won. Um, The Oakland A's won the World Series over the the San Francisco Giants, which is great, a Bay Series area. Um, That was the one with the earthquake on live TV, if you remember that. My friend was there. Do I remember that? He had he had video of it. He was there. Really? Yeah, my friend Brett. Uh, locally, we had a major thing happen. We had Seton Hall, which was our New Jersey local team, made it to the finals of the NCAA championship and lost in overtime to Michigan to the Fab Five. Lost by one point in overtime. That was a heartbreaker. I do remember that. Um, as far as uh, sports, that was it was a pretty boring year for mm-hmm. sports. Pretty boring year. I can't say that. Um, you can tell where our, you can tell where our passion is. You know, <laughs> music. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it was. I mean, yeah. once once that year, eighty and I was a, it was a game changer for me as far as music goes. So yeah. that took over everything. For you know me, what so. would be fun is to review uh, a year from the eighties for like the next uh, nine, no eleven. What is it? <laughs> It'll be it'll be nine it'll be nine more. Yeah, we start with eighty nine. Okay. See if you if you have ten yeah, and you I take away you. one, okay. Uh, I didn't realize there was going to be math today. So Stu Bob has a mission to pick the next year uh, that we will talk about next week. All right. So we'll give that to Stu Bob. I'm not sure he's a big 80s guy, but um, okay. Well, I know he's just more of a fan of me, but yeah, he could pick the uh, he could pick the year, and then we'll uh, we'll divert and, and let's do it before like you know 8:45 on on show day. Okay. So we, so we have a little prep time. All right. What about uh, speaking of podcasts and Stu Bob liking you? Did mine run yet? Uh, no, I think it's the next one that's running. All right. And, uh, tell everybody about your podcast. Uh, a little ditty called who's your band, 160,000 subscribers all wow, across huh? all, all, uh, yeah, I think we're here at 170 actually across all platforms. A lot of fun. It's two comedians, me and my friend, Jeffrey Paul. Well, so one we, comedian uh, really? Well, you? yeah, he's not the, he's not that good. No, he's um, not. It's okay. We all we all make fun of him, yeah. uh, but great dude, and we have a great podcast. We just hit our fourth year. We hit a uh, I think one hundred and fifty something episodes already, and uh, it's about music. It's about comedy. It's we have politicians and actors and musicians and everybody in between. We even had a chef on, which was a really tough interview, and uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But once in a while, we actually talk about music, which is great. And the which episode that Franco me. did, yeah. what the episode with Franco and my friend Steve Trebelis, well, he's good. Uh, was he's good. My my favorite episode because I didn't have to say a damn thing the entire thing. I said seven words the whole episode. Yeah, and you can't it say was them. F- 
It was phenomenal. I loved it. I sat back. I had a cup of tea. It was great. So that'll be that'll be coming up next, uh, and when we get that, we will push it on your TikTok or whatever. Yes, yeah, and uh, January nineteenth and twentieth, I will be up at by Franco doing shows in uh, North Franklin, Connecticut, and Niantic, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And one of those days, we will do a TikTok live. Yeah, and I do I, wanna... I, I will go against everything that is uh, that I believe in and stand for, and I will and I will join that platform for one day. <laughs> you you have it. I see you on there, but you don't do anything. No, because uh, yeah, never mind. You Your know wife's in there once in a while. You know where I'm going to go with that. I know, I know. Anyway, uh, I just want to remind people that, or if you're new, uh, we're talking about comedy because my wife and I have a uh, comedy company called Franco's Comedy for Your Cause, and we raise money for nonprofit organizations. And Sean is headlining two shows, January 19th and 20th. Right. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. To see you. Let's I just really hope can. there's no blizzard. Let's just hope there's no blizzard. No, don't even say that. Yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. Good. Anyway, um, Sean, Happy New Year. What do you do New Year's Eve? You have a gig? Uh, I am going out to dinner with my uh, one of my best friends for his birthday, since he is a New Year's Eve baby, and, and that is at five thirty, which I know is late for you for dinner. Yes, yeah, late. And then it's very late for dinner. And then I will be uh, hopefully back on my couch by eight o'clock, and I will have a date with Mother Nature again. Okay, so I'll be asleep by t- I'll be asleep by ten thirty. Yeah, Kimberly and I we don't go out, but I said you know let's go out for an early dinner like like you five thirty. And then we decided, no, I'm going to be on TikTok Live uh, with Kimberly, 6 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to count down the top 10 songs of the 1960s, 1970s, and 1980s. be about a two-and-a-half-hour show. So I can't fun. wait. I'll yeah. pop, pop in. I'll you, pop in. You're not going to pop in. I, listen, if my girl, oh, if yeah, my yeah, girl yeah, is yeah, going to be on it. there. Yeah, she could do it. She, she can, listen, that girl has a special oh, place Kimberly, in my yeah. heart. Yeah, Kimberly yes, will be that, on that girl has a special place in my heart because let me tell you something. If anybody is a walking angel on earth, it's that girl. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I support, yeah. <laughs> I support her. I support her. Thanks, Sean. Happy New Year, man. Maybe I'll you see too, you. You too, buddy. Yeah, stop you will. All right, man. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.